Hello. Greetings. Uh, <laughs> we're doing something different, but sort of the same. This is a great start. Right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little bit different, <laughs> but sort of the same. Let's hope we can overcome our inauspicious start and avoid an ignominious end. Well, you've already thrown big words out there, so <laughs> we're... And that was my nickname in high school, by the way. Yeah. Ignominious end. Yeah, I like There's it. old ignominious end cozy coming uh, down the hall. I like it. Anyway, we're sort of kind of connecting the dots here from where we were. Have you noticed you had a lot of nicknames in high school? No. <laughs> well, whatever do you mean? Um, we're sort of connecting the dots from where we started or where we ended up. Sorry, mm. in Luke. Um, but we are kind of shifting gears a little bit here over the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, we've got a few things happening at Real Life that that are. Um, sort of converging on the calendar. And so it seems like an appropriate time for us to uh, take a little sidebar from our, from our progress. We're not really, really leaving Luke, but we're stepping aside from our progress before we get into his ministry in Jerusalem. Leaving Luke sounds like a 90s movie. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so uh, as Jesus has been you know, moving, progressing toward Jerusalem, toward the the ultimate ministry that that he has here in seeking and saving the lost by going to the cross in our place and rising from the dead uh, to demonstrate that the sacrifice was complete. He he's approaching Jerusalem, and last time uh, we were moving through this, we were in chapter nineteen, and uh, following his conversation with Zacchaeus he tells a parable because the 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 people who are gathered have a a faulty idea of the kingdom of God and so they think that at, when he gets to Jerusalem in keeping with the prophecies that when he gets to Jerusalem the kingdom of God will start immediately it, it will commence uh, in its fullness when the Messiah Jesus gets to Jerusalem mm-hmm. He's about to enter the temp, the uh, the city on a donkey, and, and we recognize that Palm Sunday celebration that we have. So he's about to have this this regal, triumphal, so to speak, and we use that word a lot. This entry where he is um, proclaimed as king by the masses, and yet he has not yet, as he told it in this parable of the ten minas, he. He did not yet go to the distant country to receive the crown to come back. So it's not his time yet. But while they're hearing him talk to Zacchaeus and declare salvation and say the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost, they're listening to this, and Jesus tells them the parable of the ten minas because the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. So he tells this parable of a man of noble birth going off to a distant land to receive his his kingship, his crown. And while he's gone, he's got his subjects don't want him to rule over them. And just Mm -hmm. like uh, humanity, we have uh, rejected his rule in our lives. And uh, that same thing happens in this parable. He is made king, however, because that's who he is. And he receives the crown, returns to rule as king. And in the meantime, he had put servants in charge, given them gifts to use on his behalf. He uses, the, uh, he assigns them work. They go and do it. Some do it really well. Some do it faithfully, but not quite as well. And some don't do it. They, you know, they don't trust the character of the king, so they, you know, hide it away and just try not to lose. I don't want to give up what what I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 
rewards the, the faithful. He condemns and rebukes the one that, uh, that is not working on his behalf. Therefore, you're, if you're not working on my behalf, you're not on my team. You get over there with the other guys, the Without. unbelievers. And uh, I hope your mom's listening <laughs> to that reference. Uh, as, as he does this, then it ends, this parable ends horribly right, from yeah. our perspective it's in verse 27. Uh, this is Luke 19, 27. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. So like... This is not ending on an upper. It's not, you know, let's have some good inspirational speech right. from Jesus. Like, he, oh. he wrecks the crowds yeah. regularly. And yet still they come out to see him. They're, they're coming out uh, hailing him as king. He's just gotten done saying this isn't the time yet. It, it's the time for, the, for him to do what he's doing, mm-hmm. but the kingdom isn't coming yet. So uh, this is not explicit. In, in scripture, but I believe this is the right take on. I think this is what's going on with them. They're still clueless, still think he's going to establish, he's told them, but they still seem to think that he's going to establish the kingdom. So they are hailing him as king. They're throwing down the palm branches and, and cloaks on the ground, and they're saying, you know, uh, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, uh, peace in heaven and uh, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And the Pharisees tell him to, to knock it off. This We'll come back to this after these next few weeks. We'll come back to this particular parable. Um, unless I can find a way to tie it in. If I can make it tie in make without distorting what the, what the overall picture of the Scripture is, I, I don't want to ever force anything. But if we can cover this ground moving forward as we do it, that'll be great. I haven't done that work yet. So as we're looking at this, the Pharisees are like, tell him to shut up. Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This is, one way or another, the appointed time for mm-hmm. him to be declared king. Mm-hmm. So with all of that in mind, that it's kind of important for us to, to get our view of the kingdom adjusted, to be able to, uh, to say, okay, what, what is this kingdom that Jesus is talking about? So we know there's, there's a kingdom that's coming, and he had said previously in... Uh, uh, in Luke 18, 18? Uh, when they're, they're questioning him, the, disciples, uh, the, uh, the Pharisees are, are saying, so when is this kingdom coming? When is this going to actually happen? Uh, it's 17. Uh, and Jesus says, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is, depending on your translation, within you, in your midst, among you, uh, I think the in your midst among you is is the better take on it, um, or at least the, the clearer rendering for us to be able to understand. Um, all of those are valid linguistically, but I think conceptually and looking at the context of everything he's talking about, the idea that the kingdom is here now right. is really what he's getting at. So it's here now, and yet it's not yet. So he is the king, he is present, and his presence here is inaugurating the kingdom of God. As he's been preaching from the beginning, repent for the kingdom of God is near. John's preaching this, declaring Christ to be who he is, making straight the way of the Lord. All of the proclamation of the kingdom is repent, the kingdom is near. And we get this picture of what what uh, church folks for generations have called the now and the not yet. That mm-hmm. there is a reality of God's kingdom, 
that is actually active now. And then there is the fullness and reality of God's kingdom that is yet to come. And we're not there. So um, what does that look like? What, how do we fit into that? Are we part of the kingdom of God? Are we not part of the kingdom of God? Is the kingdom of God something that only comes at the end? Uh, and, and what does the church look like within that? So how does God, in proclaiming this kingdom, and bringing this kingdom, when Jesus says, you know, your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what does he mean? How, do, how does that all fit together? And how does that reveal God's glory through his church, through his people? So I anticipate that we'll probably be talking about that this week. Yes, indeed. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of questions. <laughs> Hopefully is, we'll get some of them which answered. Is good, right, which is good for uh, our podcasting purposes <laughs> when it comes to it being Monday night. And you're going, did you get any questions? Yeah. No, but I hope somebody else does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it sounds like, you know, we're going to be still uh, tying things into Luke here. So we're not, uh, oh, our time is up. Uh, we're not going to be uh, switching things. I don't know where things. that came from. <laughs> it came from your phone. We're not going to be switching things off too much. But, um, yeah, so stick with us. And as always, if you guys do end up having any questions about anything we're talking about ever, uh, feel free to leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app or uh, shoot us an email, somethingreal at reallifeonline.org. And we're actually working on uh, launching a new website soon, uh, hopefully this week. So uh, it should be easier for you to navigate there. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.